Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Bailey. And I'm Erica. Uh, so, how's it going, guys? It's been a, it's been a while, I feel like, since it, we've seen each other. It does feel like it's been a really long time. It's been only Has two weeks. Has it only been a week? Oh, two weeks. Okay. Yeah, that's why. You were at a bachelorette <laughs> party last weekend, Bailey? Oh, right. I was at a bachelorette party, and it was super fun. Uh, we went to Blue Mountain, so that was really fun. Except, you know what? I lost my shit. What's, what's Blue Mountain? Blue Mountain is like the Tremblant of Toronto. It's like an intra-west resort of... Uh, Are you supposed to ski there? Yeah, they're skiing. Oh, something um, resembling skiing since <laughs> I'm from Alberta yeah. and we have mountains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would laugh at Blue Mountain. Um, but Come uh, on, Whistler. You know you know, I'm right. We, mm-hmm. we had bottle service set up at this bar and we got there and we left our beautiful dinner. And we got there to be there on time for 11, okay, because I said we had to get there for 11. And so we showed up, and it was like, they didn't know who we were, and they were like, you didn't book bottle service. And then the girl who did book bottle service was like, yes, we fucking did, and here are all of the emails that you and I exchanged. Oh, so no. I, She literally had receipts. Yeah, she literally had all the receipts. And then he was like, oh, um, okay. So then they just like put us in this back corner. What? Like, and then they were going to just give us a bottle of vodka. And we were like, how do we make sure that no one just like comes and drinks the vodka? Because we're not in the a VIP. Ser- yeah. And so then the server, this poor server, it was not her fault, but I couldn't help myself. She was like, um, I guess just like when you want to go and dance, come and find me. And then I will take the bottle away from your table. How much is bottle service? Two hundred and fifty-five dollars. So you paid? Not no, you. we did not pay. You? Oh, <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, well, that's oh. good. Okay. We okay. We, somebody paid two hundred and fifty-five dollars to basically be treated like a video girl. Well, no, I was like. She was like, so I'll just, like, take the bottle from you when you want to go and dance. And then when you're done dancing, you can find me and then I'll bring the bottle back. So then I was like, um, that's not very sustainable. So I think we need a new solution. Also, I'm not letting you take alcohol out of my sight. Yeah. Well, at a club. Yeah, exactly. And, like, we're not going to just leave. And I don't even drink anymore. I was like, you're dumb. This is a dumb plan. And then so then they bring us the bill and we were like, fuck this. Bring the manager back here. So then the manager came and he was like, whoa, what do you want? What do you want from me? And I, I want was like, to not pay for this. Yeah, I was like, I can see like six other bachelorette parties here. I, this is what you do. Why are you doing a shitty job of this one? Anyway, fuck K2. Never go there. What's I told K- him I was going to write a bad Yelp review. And I <laughs> <laughs> but I will. And in fact, I'm also going to talk about the bad service on this podcast. <laughs> then the, you, next day, <laughs> the next day, we had to go back there for breakfast because they were like oh, the no. only place that served breakfast in the entirety of Blue Mountain. And so we go there and it was just it was just a shit show. Just never go to that place in Blue Mountain. I but, hope this doesn't say anything for the marriage. Well, I hope so too. But I think they're going to be—they're going to be very happily Whatever. married. The wedding is going to be beautiful, but the bachelorette party. Well, actually, the bachelorette party was really fun. It, they just—the bar was shitty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, what's up with you, Erica? Uh, what did I do this week? 
or last week? What do I do? What do I? Okay. So I had to do something very difficult. Oh. Um, I'm doing this. Um, uh, I, I actually don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's some kind of web series or some type of web something that's profiling like black women in Canada or something Mm -hmm. and so you have to um, do this introduction this three minute intro by the way which on take one I got three minutes and four seconds just just naturally and I'm like oh it must be this podcast oh yeah all your practicing so there so in other words, this podcast is helping me structure my audio, right? So I did the Amazing. structure, I did the audio. So she, so the person that I'm talking to asked me, um, well, what's your, what's your focus? What do you really like talk about on your podcast and so on and so forth? And I, at the time, I didn't have one, except like, you know, black people <laughs> and people, <laughs> other people of color uh, in Canada, but. Um, Immediately, I told her black women at work. Oh, nice. Nice. So I feel like I can do this. Okay. So unfortunately, then you have to tell your story. Mm -hmm. So I told my story of the difficulties I had working with in the public service. Mm -hmm. And um, it was it was fine when I was doing it. It was, I structured that bad boy. I was like this. I kid you not, three takes took me like 45 minutes to do the entire thing. I was like, I'm on point. Yes, I'm a star. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, so this was at around six o'clock in the evening. By 10, I was crying. Whoa. Oh my God. You were there for four hours? No, no, no. It wasn't because I was there for four hours. It just hit me four hours later. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was a really difficult emotional thing to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I knew I had to do it because I knew that there are things about my experience about working in the public service that are honestly, let's just say if I were more litigious, it it could probably go to trial. Yeah. But um, or at least go to some type of human rights tribunal or something like Mm -hmm. that. But um, did you call your mom after? Yes. And I think they were out. And I was like, really? Where where are you going? Where are you? you? That happens to me all the time when I call my parents. I'm like, where are are you? you? What are you doing? You have no other job. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have time. (laughs) But I did call. an ex-coworker who went through the same thing and is now battling depression and in, like clinical depression and anxiety because of it and because of her experience. And so I I called her and I kind of just, I was like crying on the phone. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, all this to say that um, I think what people don't understand is that when you face consistent... Um, racism and sexism at work mm-hmm. because you have to be there it it destroys you mm-hmm. it can destroy you anyway mm-hmm. so um, I would never I would never encourage anybody which is funny because um, I, I read a, a, a 
uh, an article in the Ottawa Citizen about millennials working for the federal public service. And I was just like, well, psh, <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, all this to say that I'm glad that I got out before I became, before it became like a medical issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. started affecting like and many started, other aspects. Many other it. aspects and totally. stuff like that. <laughs> and um, also... I would say that this this push towards mental health really doesn't get to the people, especially management, mm-hmm. who's responsible. They're, okay, management's job is to ensure that the environment that you work in is conducive to doing your job. I don't know how parading, like, a Trump cutout around the office... Yeah does that which is a real thing that which is a real thing that happened that and the racist emails that were sent to me Mm -hmm. that were swept under the rug Mm -hmm. and that were not they said they were investigating them i doubt they ever did because that person got promoted yeah and by the way i have the receipts yeah because you keep that shit well also they're available for public record yeah i know access to information exactly so anybody wants to a tip that shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) little little tip just a little tip just a little tip but um all this to say that if you're suffering out there at work and you're being bullied you're being harassed it's racial it's sexual whatever i hear you Mm -hmm. i feel you and i know how detrimental it can be so this is my big thing now yeah because we this is something we absolutely don't talk about yeah amazing aaron um no that's great thanks for sharing erica um i don't really have anything to 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 say i got a massage this week that's good um so nice my massage therapist was like oh like you're really tight through your ribs and everything it's like and your like diaphragm is really tight but you're like super duper cyclist yeah sure sure but also like it's just been like is are you stressed out yeah, it was like stress and like emotional. Yeah. So it was like yeah. funny how like that. Your ribs. Yeah. Yeah. We all so both now, stress in different areas. Eh? Well, it depends on what kind of stress yeah. it is too. Yeah. So she worked yes. it out. I feel so much better. You feel like you can move your rib cage? I feel, I feel, I felt a little taller right after the treatment. Yeah. Which I mean, this saying a whole lot because I'm not that tall. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like you're louder in the mic for your <laughs> diaphragm being more free. Yes. I feel Free like the diaphragm. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think we just got the title for this. <laughs> so let's move on to this week. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey, I know you want to start with this one. Uh, well, I just feel like, Erica, since you do our Bachelorette recaps, mm. this Bachelor in Paradise slash Bachelor in Hell situation would be good to talk about. So... Essentially what's happened uh, is this week they were recording Bachelor in Paradise, which is like the trashier spinoff of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I didn't even know this existed. Oh, yeah. This is where all the, the alumni get put on. Yeah. Like so instead of an island, like one it's an island of elves. Yeah. And it's an island of like also equal uh, gender and they distribution against each other. Oh, so it's like know. part survivor. It's part survivor and part like and then to like stay in the game or whatever, you have to like get someone of the opposite gender to like pick you for the next round and if you don't get picked you're voted off the island essentially i have so many feelings about date oh my 
It's like a really bad. I can't wait for a dating episode, by the way, because I have so many feelings and so many thoughts. Yes. Yes. Which I posted on our bad and bitchy um, like Facebook page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many. So anyway, so and like it's just like it's basically like if spring break met like like an all inclusive resort with no food and only alcohol. And all these people who are attention whores. And all these people. (laughs) Yes. Yes, definitely. No, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean no food? Well, like, I mean, they feed them, but it's like a booze-fueled, like, four weeks in quote-unquote paradise. Like, they seem to only drink, except for the last Bachelor in Paradise, there was a dude there who was, like, a like a bodybuilder or whatever, and he brought, like, 800 pounds of protein. Good for him. Oh, it was the dude. I can't remember Gained. his name now. He was, like, he was the one who was, like, always eating meat during the Bachelorette. <laughs> Gained. And he was just like always going around with like pepperoni sticks and stuff. Do really you even lift, bro? Yeah. Yeah. He was like that guy. Those and are the dudes like, who can't do cardio. Yes. Like and, if, and you, like, if was, you have to, if they have to run for 10 minutes, they yeah. die. Yeah. And yeah. there was like this bromance between him and this other dude. And they're, they're, they always pick like the villains to go on The Bachelor in Paradise. Like they, yeah. if you're like a normal human who gets picked like off the bachelor or whatever you won't get asked to do bachelor in paradise it's like only the nutcases that yeah, go it's on the bachelor the in paradise. most dramatic Rose the most yet <laughs> no the most dramatic people the most oh yeah sexually liberated people yeah good Any, tv yeah the so good tv people they haven't had i mean they haven't had a totally clean history at one point um one of the romances, the real life romances that uh, resulted in. Um, sorry, someone just came in, but I, I locked I the door. So I thought I saw like a figure, and I'm just like, "What is this? Halloween?" Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like it was a little door, creepy. So I don't know. I this I door has it, a lock. Also. Yeah, it might be a cleaner because have... they would have. The, they would have. The... Do we have a knife or something in here? <laughs> Now I feel like being we have strapped. A phone. <laughs> yeah. These things. That phone doesn't work. We can uh, throw it. We can throw it though. We're, oh my god! It's this a is weapon. like this is literally a scary movie. It could be called like podcast, and then we would just be like trapped in the podcast studio while a killer was trying to get us. Anyway, uh, so yeah. So I, I mean, all I really have to say is Bailey survives this whole thing. <laughs> We don't. <laughs> no, no, we don't. They're going to kill us. They're going to use me for comic relief. Yeah. They're going to use you to figure out the combination. Okay. And then we're both going to die. And then the white girl will survive. Yeah, of course. And I'll like stagger out with just my bra and all bloody. That's yeah. right. Exactly. That's right. Anyway, so The Bachelor in Paradise has not had a totally clean history. There was a real life quote unquote romance that resulted. Um, and then there was like domestic violence allegations that eventually came out of that. And so... So it's not perfect, but <laughs> there's some flaws. Oops. There's some flaws in the formula. But now this week they were actually filming the next season of Bachelor in Paradise, but they had to stop filming and they actually sent everyone home, which has never happened in it, to my knowledge in the history of this show. Or the Bachelor um, franchise, I imagine. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. They're, they've kicked people off of the Bachelor franchise because it's been like. Well, the, the guy that was eating all the meat, he got kicked out <laughs> for being too violent. Uh, I kicked him off the show. And I was like, he's on roids. Like, it's not his fault. Uh, so this week, though, oh so there's God. allegations of sexual misconduct between Corinne Olympios and Demario Jackson. So 
basically what happened is a producer was watching them i think it es- escalated to oral sex or you know yeah. non-consensual they had been in a hot tub and i presume drinking yes and had been drinking probably all exactly. damn day exactly exactly and so finally a producer was watching it and became so uncomfortable that sh- they i don't know who like who was but anyway they cut the scene and like filed these sexual misconduct allegations with the workplace people. yeah because she had to be carried off set the corinne olympios yeah yeah so anyway corinne originally didn't think anything had happened but then when she watched the footage back she didn't remember any of it so then she, now she's she's saying that she feels violated uh demario jackson he, he's been fired from his job he got fired this week um because of these allegations and so he's saying he's doing kind of that old dude trope of like my name's getting drugged through the mud i'm getting ruined my reputation is ruined um and we're we're i guess we're going to watch like I think this is an interesting thing to talk about because it doesn't seem like anyone in the whole thing understands consent and so to me this is definitely like I I feel awful for this Corinne woman and I I hope she's okay Um, but I think it's an interesting conversation about consent and drinking particularly so I think these these allegations came out on last Sunday evening Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I saw someone on my Facebook post some tweets by reality steve who was like the one who was like predicting yeah quote-unquote predicting like years ago all of the like who would win like survivor or whatever and like the bachelor yeah and he was like oh i'm hearing that like allegations of like sexual misconduct and this person just like posted on facebook oh i guess my favorite show is going to be coming back and i was like that's your reaction that's kind of poorless poor you (laughs) yeah (laughs) Well, and Erica, you Demario is on the season that you're reviewing, right? So, right. what is your sense of this Demario? Wow, Demar- <laughs> Demario got curved epically by um, <laughs> by Rachel in this season's Bachelorette. Lip, lip, this season's Bachelorette. Okay, so I am live tweeting um, this season's Bachelorette. Yeah, every Monday night now. I can't apparently put my finger on whether or not it starts at 8 or 9. So thank you, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron's like, are you tweeting? And I'm like, shit. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) But um, all this. So Demario apparently had a girlfriend back home before he boarded on the plane. Oh, that was this guy. Yeah. Like there was always a girlfriend back home. Yeah. Who he walked out on on his way to the show. So the guy oh is God. trash okay. in general. Okay. Like, let's not. Oh, because he wanted his 15 minutes of fame. Right. Right. Now, <clears throat> my question is, this is, I, I will tell you my huge problem with this situation. And it goes, this is taking all of the sexual assault, misconduct, so-and-so, Mm-hmm. Um, issues into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, how does how does production have that much power that they don't even have to report this to the police? If she felt, and this is not now, I'm I feel like I'm going to sound like one of those people. I feel like I'm going to sound like Blanchard. What's her name? Christy Blanchard. 
Oh, right. See, I don't even care enough to know <laughs> I knew her who name. you meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I apologize in advance because that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it didn't take place. I'm not mm-hmm. questioning. My question was, where was the protection? They yeah. have a fiduciary duty of some of some kind to those cast members, and they failed. Yeah. In my opinion, they should be charged. Well, yeah, I mean, there's an that, I think that's an interesting question. Like, I know that both um, Jackson and Olympios have now gotten lawyers. Oh, I'm sure. So, and I don't know, like, I don't know if Olympios is going to hold Jackson responsible for this because apparently he was also drinking a lot. So, and like, they created that. Yeah. And, well, like they. Yeah. So, like, should it is they it they engineered then... this? This this was bound to happen. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, and we'll get into that okay. specifically in a minute. But yeah, like I'm just wondering, like I don't know who. It doesn't seem like at this point she's feeling even all that violated by Jackson. She seems to be holding production responsible for this. I I think I think the show is damn responsible ultimately. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, well, and I yeah. think they should be sued. Yeah. Let's be honest. I think they should be charged criminally and I think they should be sued because I'm sorry. I'm not saying and I'm not going to put it all on the producer who thought, Mm -hmm. yes, she did the right thing in the sense that she went and reported it to somebody or he or he. You're right. I, I thought it said she. Okay, maybe I think I read a story where it said she, too. Yeah. Okay. What I've been reading, like, well, today is like it says the producer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. I, like she did the right thing. Why have the pol- why were the police not called? Yeah, because they're covering their asses. Well, I mean, it it should be survivor led. So if she didn't want to involve the police, they shouldn't call the police. But I she think. didn't know at the time, right? Yeah, she didn't know. Yeah, they knew. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, it's not their job to investigate. Yeah. It really isn't. It's a criminal. They're talking about criminal acts yeah. that they're investigating internally. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, it's not clear what they're investigating. I don't even mm-hmm. know what they're investigating. They're investigating misconduct on the set. Yeah. But I don't know what that means. No. And charges still haven't been filed. I know they haven't. So, I mean, if she doesn't want to charge press charges, yeah. that's fine. And so she's probably could be waiting the results of but she the, whatever they're... Up. Yeah, but she could be waiting for the results of whatever investigation and ABC is yeah. doing. Maybe she's going to sue the show but not <laughs> press charges against Jackson. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it does beg the question, how has this not happened before? Who says it hasn't? Well, I mean, yeah, it probably has. And actually... We're just in the time now well, where we, we hear everything, we read... Well, we don't even know if we hear everything. We think we hear everything. And watching but. the show, like, at least... I'm thinking of one one Bachelor um, season where this woman, I can't remember her name now, they had been drinking a lot. She brought him into the ocean, and there was all these conversations about whether she they had had sex in the ocean. And then she got super slut-shamed for it, like... Like within like a couple of dates, they were like, "Oh my god! Like, why is she having sex with him already, or whatever?" But it did because she can have sex with him whenever she goddamn well wants. Yeah, exactly. But it did make me wonder. Like, they are drinking all day long, so like, well, how... they have nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. although I guess in Bachelor in Paradise they have like games. Right, right. But like when they go on the Bachelor season or the Bachelorette, like you're not allowed to have your phone, no books. Like you're really sequestered 
with like, these other horrible people. Yeah, and you have no access to the outside world. No. And they do do a ton of testing. Like, to become a contestant on one of these shows, like, you have to do a full swat of, like, STI tests. You need to do psychological tests. I think they do background checks, like, you know, to... to, mm-hmm. to well, I mean, they're obviously looking for something. So they, they're yeah. looking for certain qualities that are going to make you good on TV, but also not, like, actually dangerous. Yes. Yeah. But, um, so how do they orchestrate sex so on the So, Vulture shows? has this really interesting story um, about how sex is orchestrated on reality TV, and the... Uh, um, sorry, can I just... Let me just interrupt. She says, in her statement, she said, that's Korean... Mm-hmm. Um, including hiring an attorney to obtain justice. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that could be. It yeah. could still be suing the show. Justice is justice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the writer uh, was has been a producer for reality shows for MTV, VH1, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he says that um, when he has been a producer on reality shows... Um, if they see people moving towards non-consensual events, uh, they interject and they step in and en- hmm. or encourage other outside parties to step in who are on the show. Okay. Um, and then capture that kind of fallout. I mean, essentially, they're creating more drama. So it's almost like a like a bystander intervention for reality shows. Yes. Okay. Um, but at the same time, like The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise are predicated on this drunken hookup culture um i guess more bachelor in paradise than the bachelor or bachelorette Mm -hmm. um but the way they do is they when they interview the the uh candidates or the contestants they're asking them and being like oh like which which people are you attracted to you know Mm. who might you want to like date okay and um and they facilitate and then they match them up a little bit and put them in situations in which they um, they will ha- be have the opportunity to participate or engage with each other, right? Um, and so it's very likely that in this situation, uh, he goes on to say that they said to Corinne, "Oh, you know, like you know, it you guys, it might be nice to see you guys together and like get to know each other better." And then to him, they could say, "Oh, well, she's really into you, so like mm. you should make a move." Right, like that. There was that fiction show, Unreal, that kind of like gave like a fictionalized version of the behind the scenes of like a fake bachelor show or whatever. And that's what they were doing all the time. And they were like, and and the producers who are facilitating these things are rewarded for the more drama that they create. Well, yeah. And so um, he actually writes, um, quote, the free flow of alcohol complicates the matter with the bachelor. Uh, they shamelessly encourage their cast to get drunk in order to calm nerves and uh, erase inhibitions. And in Bachelor in Paradise, with an open bar and an atmosphere of adult spring rake, often function, it often functions as a fully documented drunken bender. Um, but the same inebriation that helps romance blossom can also limit the possibility of consent, and this requires producers to walk a very fine line, knowing full well that their jobs require them to bring home the goods. Right. So in other words, we're looking at um, the Jersey Shore on better beaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because Jersey Shore was all about drinking and hookup and... Yeah, or like MTV's, is it yeah. real life or yeah. real life? Real, real the world? real world, yeah. The real world. Yeah. I felt like the real world had a little bit more, though, and road rules. 
on the road rules. Oh, yeah. I do remember. Remember road when rules. they had their re- real world road rules? Yeah, yeah. I do. Link up. <laughs> um, it does. It, it like that is making me think of there is an op-ed in the New York Times uh, this week that came out sort of as this was all happening, and it was that you know as viewers we have to recognize that we're also complicit in this because we that that is what you want to see on reality TV. Well, exactly to that point that I said when we first started that girl on my Facebook who was like, oh, I can't believe my favorite show is going to be canceled. Yeah. Like you are no better. Yeah. Yeah. You're encouraging this type of behavior. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see how this comes out and the conversations that people are, are going to have about it. Like I think I think we do need to talk about consent and drinking, especially when both parties are drinking and what that actually looks like. And then, of course, who like how how do we create entertaining television without it being dangerous? Yeah, exactly. And irresponsible. Exactly. We don't. What, you think we just don't do that? We don't do that. Brand of television? We don't. Well, no, but how But going do we? forward, how could you? Make it of some depth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 actually, how do you build a future with someone? Like, how do you, how do you have, like, how do you... A yeah. meaningful dating experience? On, like, Yeah. It Let's would, have some positive shit on television, you know man. What? Let's go to some depth. I feel like it would be great everybody's, if, like, I could lost. be... I want to be the Bachelorette, but it would be, like, the real Bailey Bachelorette. Oh, and it gosh. would be, like, <laughs> the, to, like, date me, like, to pick... to Instead of, like, doing all this stupid fairy castle shit and roses on the bed, and I hate that shit. I feel oh, like... it's the worst. your previous dates. Mine would just be, like, like, do you want to go, like sit on my couch and watch seven episodes of the wire and like no oh no 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 and your date your date would be like i love the wire the wire is everything to me i love you exactly that's your dating i would like him to like suggest that you go on a very long long walk to like find a place to eat and i oh my god remember when someone tried to do that with me and i was like i don't want to do that and it was all this like super awkward text exchange she's like why don't we just like meet in the market then we'll walk around and find somewhere to eat i was like that sounds like a terrible idea why would you do that that's just the dumbest idea i was like just pick a spot let me let me sorry let me just break okay and just be like (laughs) okay why would you do that stupid shit like you don't come with a plan Exactly, you have a right? date with a woman. You don't come up with a plan. How you don't deserve no date. Thank yeah, you. You deserve no date. Yeah. You're you, wasting you date. my time. And like another one of my things would be like we would go to the movies and if he tried to talk to me during the movie, I'd be like, you're you're voted off. Oh, like, you I'm never sorry. dated a black guy? Come on, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of a time Bailey went to the movies and she, the people were talking in the theater and she was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, I like turned around and shushed them. I was like, shh. <laughs> I, you this know, is why I go to the movies alone. Sometimes I, like I year by myself. sometimes I ask myself, "Is Bailey really white?" Because I know your mom, <laughs> right? Shout hey, out, Diane. Shout out to Lady Di. Shout out, shout out, Diane! Yay! And then I'm like, and there are times like these where I'm like, "No, she's white." I'm like, "Don't fucking talk to me." Yeah, and then I'm like, "Yeah, she's white." That and your timing. <laughs> okay, but like, like yeah. my opinion is if. A guy can get <laughs> Bailey to the movies, then he That's is true. something worth That's going true. out with. It's true. It's true. Because, yeah, I hate going in movies. <laughs> Unless I go by myself, because then I can eat a frozen yogurt and popcorn as fast as I want. <laughs> I like going to the movies by myself, too, because then I don't have to be, like, 
completely quiet. I know. This is why we don't go together. I was going to say one time you and I went to the movies together. Yeah, that was it. We never did again. No. (laughs) And we love each other, but we don't go to movies together. No. Uh, anyway, well, I think that wraps up the conversation. <laughs> Great. So we're moving on to uh, our... How do you not network professionally? <laughs> Apparently you go on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's right. Like, who goes on LinkedIn anymore? Uh, I do because I need to find a job in America. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It does have a good job bank. Yeah, but, like, but I have are... no other purpose for no. it. Aren't they mostly recruiters? I feel like they're mostly recruiters. Yeah. On LinkedIn, and they want like ugh, recruiters. So let's talk about the art of the LinkedIn <laughs> profile picture. Because sometimes I see people's LinkedIn profile pictures, and I'm like, really? Like, that's the picture you chose? LinkedIn is a place where the least creative people like, like try to form a community, but yeah. they don't because they don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like LinkedIn is the least social of all the social media networks. Yeah. And it's always so like awkward when you message people on LinkedIn. Oh, God, I know. And it's like it's honestly like being at work. (laughs) Yeah. LinkedIn, when people like especially dudes message me on LinkedIn, dudes who like aren't just like my dad's random friends, which is fine. Uh, Pardon? Like like, other like that's like we have to. You have to answer some questions. Well, like my, you know, I've got my dad's friends on LinkedIn because I don't want them on anything else. My LinkedIn is clean. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, gotcha. Um, Anyway, but like when dudes message me on LinkedIn, it makes me feel like it's the exact same as being at like a quote unquote networking event, but it's really just like a pickup place, you know? Yeah. Okay, so... What is LinkedIn for? Because, you know, there's that meme that goes around that says Facebook is like pictures of your friends mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. weddings and babies. Mm-hmm. Twitter is a bunch of bad opinions. Yeah. Yeah. What is LinkedIn? I, I don't know. I really, I, I don't use LinkedIn. I just use it to like troll for jobs and like pretend like I have a professional online presence. Yeah. And I'm also like, but I'm like, does anyone even look at anyone's LinkedIn profile? It's, yeah, they do. They it's do? good, like, if you're, like, people will look at it if you're applying for a job. Okay. Not only that, a lot of, so, um, for example, like, when in our intro today, when I was talking about me doing that, um, that, like, web thing. Yeah. That web series thing. Um, so, somebody would look at my LinkedIn. Right. Before they contact me. Okay. So when you're doing like a lot of freelance and stuff like that or appearing on panels or yeah. going or you're even like networking outside of work, yeah. like out, like IRL. Yeah. And um, people will look at your LinkedIn to find out what you've done, what your background is and so on. Particularly if you don't have like your own personal like web portfolio. Exactly. Yeah. So but if you're working in like the fashion industry or in a more artistic industry, it's Instagram. Okay. Well, and so this week. They're the new calling cards, the new business cards, basically. Right. This week, a Jane Doe filed a lawsuit mm-hmm. because she had been harassed sexually on LinkedIn. And now they're saying that LinkedIn is now going to be an extension of the workplace. So if you wouldn't send your colleague an email with a picture of your dick, you can't do it on LinkedIn either. 
So apparently she went to, I guess, I, I feel like she went to a conference or something and met this guy and they uh, exchanged LinkedIn profiles or whatever, which dudes, it means she's not interested. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she gives you yeah. your LinkedIn. Yeah. She yeah. does not want to fuck is you. Not- <laughs> yes, exactly. 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 Uh, but being a dude. He tried. He tried. But his way of trying was sending her a dick pic. Like, can we just say, dick pics are not, like, flowers. They're not valentines. Like, they're not, they're not a surprised thing. They're not a fun surprise to receive. Particularly from someone you are not already sleeping with. Yeah, particularly from someone you gave your LinkedIn profile contact to. Like, dick pics, fine if you've you've been asked for one. Yeah. Or if you're Mm -hmm. dating someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or sleeping with someone. For... And you have an uh, for like some sort of substantial amount of time, exactly. But unsolicited dick pics, not never, okay. Not ever. No. Just never do it. No. They're not romantic. No. They're not a good surprise. No. And you no. know what? We all send them to our friends. Yes. And I should say, like your your lighting and your angle are never very good. Although I do, I did really like that site, RateMyDickPic.com. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-hmm. What? What? So <laughs> I would just like to say, as someone who has a personal experience with LinkedIn and dick pics. Um, <laughs> like, Tell us about it, Bailey. Okay. So I went on a few dates with this dude. <laughs> and so. Where all of Bailey's bad <laughs> stories come from. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he sent me a dick pic unsolicited. We hadn't even had sex. So I was like, whoa, this is. Too soon for the dick pic. Too soon. You've, you've sold yourself a little short here. And so I just ghosted him. I, like, I just stopped answering him on Facebook and text and everything like that. Because I feel like after just two or three dates, I don't owe you an explanation. It's cool to ghost. Although, at me if you feel differently. Anyway, so after his dick pic, I just ghosted him. Which should have been a message about the dick pic. After I think. a dick pic, a ghosting is warranted. warranted. Yes. Totally. Thank you. So yeah. he, so anyway, he like tried to contact me several times on several different platforms, and I just like <laughs> he ignored him. Multi-platform, multi-platform. Hold me. on, oh. did he? Hey Bailey. Yes, he oh, totally. No, hey Bailey. No. Or like, or he would just like write like hi on a Facebook yeah, message, yeah, and I was just like really. Yeah. And then Messenger. he, even, he uh-huh. even Facebook poked me. I'm like, fuck yeah. no. Like the Facebook post is, or the Facebook poke is so desperado. Like it's like, it reeks of desperation and thirst. It oh, it's awful. It's awful. It was even bad when it was the only way you would interact with someone on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The poke was just, it was never good. No. Anyway, uh, so then finally, uh, like a, a bit of time goes by. So I think I'm good. I think he's like taken the message. But then he tried to add me on LinkedIn. I was like, don't add me on LinkedIn after you sent me a picture of your dick. You can't send me a dick pic and then add me on LinkedIn and then look at my CV like you want to fucking see that shit. It's crazy. That's craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he was trolling to see where he wouldn't get blocked? Maybe, but I, of course, blocked him on LinkedIn too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Like, if, if yeah, if you've sent me I a picture of your dick, is. you can't add me on LinkedIn. I remember, I remember some rando, like... We were we were having a Twitter conversation, and then he sent me a pic of his deck. Over DM? He slid up in your DMs no. like that? 
literally oh, yeah like literally slid into my Ew. DM. oh my god <laughs> so there was a before and an after a b- ew oh ew. fuck ew okay now ew ew nope no that's a no. big nope nope yeah <laughs> see no nope. okay this is traumatic this isn't fun no it is it is traumatic. i was at- it's fucking harassment. Yeah, it's harassment. It's harassment. And it's yeah. most 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 inappropriate on LinkedIn. Because it is like LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn so that you can see my resume and maybe like and call not me my for tits, a job. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, right. So <gasps> so so gross. So good for you LinkedIn. I hope they take the appropriate so, You know steps. what I thought of when I read this? I said I thought to myself this is what Microsoft bought them for. <laughs> like just like dick pic allegations. So like nerd dick. <laughs> nerd dick. Oh my God. Nerdy dick pic. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on do you that. Wanna, do you want to just hear my funniest dick pic story of yes. all time? Yes. Uh, I love how this week on Bad Adventure. So this, this dude that I knew uh, sent me a dick pic um but what it actually was and i guess he forgot to use the crop oh, on his this. iphone mm-hmm. <laughs> he sent me a screenshot of him sending his dick pic to another woman <laughs> with a message that said do you want to hang out but it was like a snapchat dick pic so he he had to uh, screenshot it to save, save the yeah, thing yeah. and he just forgot to like i guess remove <gasps> his message to the other woman so, of course, then I screenshotted that and then wrote him back and was like, whoa, a recycled dick pic. You can't send recycled dick pics. You have to just recreate. they as ass, aren't they? They can't, even, they can't even take a fresh dick pic and send it to you. Yeah. They got to they gotta save like, that in, like, in like the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Access it. And then send it to every woman. Okay, he's like, "This is my best side. I better keep this." But like, a good one. That's fine if you have like one saved in your fucking photos that you just reuse. But like to reuse one that like a screen cap (laughs) that was literally sent to someone else to another woman. Yeah, like I mean, I guess you gotta have one ready to go at like a moment's notice. Any minute, any minute, you might need to send a dick pic. Yeah, but you know what you should do if you're gonna screen cap it, you gotta crop that shit right away. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah. you don't forget. Mm-hmm. You always crop screenshots right away. Oh, yeah. What kind of amateur hour is this? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> dick pics are the worst. Fuck you and your dick pics. Yeah. Bye. Don't, don't send me any dick pics. <laughs> Should we move on? Yes. What's our next? <laughs> uh, I really want to keep talking about dick pics. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just tweeted it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, next, we have Katy Perry and uh, Deray McKesson. Deray McKesson. Uh, so last weekend, well, I guess Katy Perry released a new album. Apparently, it's not good. Um, Have you heard that swish swish bish song? Or yeah, like those are words. Swish bish. I don't know. It's terrible, and it sounds like truffle butter. I'm like, you just copied truffle. Also, butter. Also, she made up a word. Yeah, swish to not get like swish, edited. Bish bish, and it's her like clap back at. Um, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift for what? What did Taylor? Cause it's about receipts. Cause, yeah, because Taylor kicked her out of the girl gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Erica oh, had a heart be, attack. They used to literally be best friends. Out. They like both had pastor fathers, and they were like literally best friends. Uh, and then Tay Tay like kicked her out of her girl squad. 
And you Why? know, you know who else just got kicked out of the girl squad is Selena Gomez because she started dating the weekend right after Bella Hadid broke up with him, and that is not okay. So, uh, uh, I think I think Selena Gomez is like on the periphery, though. Okay, well, she doesn't need them. She's in Tay Tay's bad books now, but she's fucking the weekend, so who fucking cares? That's what I say. Well, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, she made up the word "bish," <laughs> I guess, so that she doesn't get like edited. On the on the on the radio. No, it's because it rhymes with swish. Right, but like also, when was the last time somebody like you wanted to clap back at someone so you were like swish, swish, swish? Literally never. (laughs) Like I don't even like. Is that a thing the kids are saying these days? I don't know. Fun. I'm just. I I swear. I'm just. Is that? I think that's my phone. I swear. I'm being like. I'm today. There's this. Lately, there's this been this inundation of 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 basic beckys well i f- i was just gonna say like i feel like woke this and is, i'm like Ugh. this is why white people have well they feel like they have to steal expressions from from black culture because when they're left to their own devices they make up things like swish swish bish and so yeah so <laughs> to promote her new album last weekend uh in the middle of june Katy Perry <laughs> was like the fucking Truman Show yeah. and like had three days where she live streamed her life like, for 24 hours. Like literally like when she was sleeping and stuff too. Like uh, no one wants to fucking look at that one. Yeah. Um, like but- maybe if it was Kim. Well, they she has oh. a show. But like if Kim Kardashian and Kanye West just live streamed their wife, life, I would totally watch that. Same with Beyonce. I would definitely watch yes. Beyonce's live stream. Yeah. We all would. Yeah. Are you kidding? Literally, the world would stop. Literally. Oh, my God. Yeah. Literally, like, I don't even know if we have enough bandwidth for that in the entire world. It's so true. Like, seriously. I think I'd be more inclined to watch, like. What's going on with the twins? Right? We think they're born, but I don't know. We think they're born, but we don't know. Yeah, there's this rumor going around that they're already born. Yeah. And how, how, because you know George Clooney and Amal Amal had their twins like Mm -hmm. last week or something? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me correct. Amal had the twins. Anyway. (laughs) um, He was probably there. Oh, I'm sure he was right there. He's like, (laughs) he's like, push, breathe, breathe. (laughs) (laughs) I can so see that. Totally. <laughs> but apparently the names were underwhelming, but I didn't actually get the names. Alexander and like Ella. Yeah. I think those are nice. They're nice names, but they're kind of boring. Also, can we talk about this for a second? You are whitewashing fucking Lebanese babies. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Is Alexander a Lebanese name? <laughs> I can't remember that. <laughs> And Ella, like Fitzgerald. I like Ella because it's Fitzgerald. But I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. With a mom named like Amal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then it's almost Etta, like Etta James. Well, that would be nice too. Um, Ooh, it should have been Etta. (laughs) (laughs) Fixed it. Etta Clooney. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. Katy Perry was live streaming her life. It was boring as fuck. It was boring, yeah. apparently. But also, uh, Dere McKesson, who has the podcast Pod, Pod Save the People, um, interviewed her during this time um, for his podcast. And that was also real boring. It was pretty... I, I mean, listened to it this week. And uh, me too. My takeaway was, 
I don't like Katy Perry's speaking voice. Oh. And I don't remember what they talked about. Okay. I had some thoughts. Um, number one, I didn't realize D-Ray was that boring. <laughs> like, I expected him to be more... He's pretty amazing on Twitter, but we're not hearing him talk. I guess. Yeah. Are, is his podcast regularly good? I've never yeah. listened to it. Okay. So, he, so maybe he's not boring. Okay. Maybe, maybe the interview he just is boring. interviewed somebody boring, but it well, was boring. But so on the podcast, usually like he does the news part with two other black people. Mm-hmm. And then so they, he's he not go, the entertainment. I see. No, no, no. <laughs> but like they're they're actually talking like about like ra- like really deep like racial yeah, yeah, yeah. issues. Um, that yeah. I a lot of them I don't I'm not aware of. Well, which we I talk really about like. deep issues and we're fucking fun. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> and then like the interviews are pretty substantive because he's interviewing experts and stuff. Right. And I guess I wonder. I feel like he went soft on her because she's an idiot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And like she just doesn't get it. Right, like how, maybe, like, I feel like he's not trying to be fun. I think he's trying to be interesting. So when he's talking to other interesting, educated people, it's an interesting conversation. About an an issue that is, like, he wants to know more about or is relevant to him. Right. But then when it's talking to her, she can't, she can't keep up. I'm just saying that maybe part, maybe audio is not as. His, his, jam. his jam and that's fair but I love his yeah. voice yeah I mean yeah but I I was just like that was the first D-Ray interview like that was the first time I've heard Pod Save the People excuse me and I love it I love that he's doing it because I can't think of many more m- people mm-hmm. who could who could do something like that which is why I was so disappointed when I heard the Katy Perry um, interview um, like that chick is boring and i was just like okay so i've seen you flashing your boobs all over the place and that's fine Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. fine i got boobs too i get it okay (laughs) yeah yeah. you know um and that's fine i'm not trying to slut shame her or anything because i personally i thought it was kind of cute and 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 cheeky the it way she did it time but it had its time and now she's trying to move on to more serious issues because of the backlash that she's received because she doesn't seem to understand the issues and about that's cultural fun. appropriation about anything really she's yeah. so wrapped up in this in this teen type of mentality with taylor swift that yeah. she doesn't get what's going on in the big picture right. And what's going on over here in the big picture outside of her bubble. Yeah. And when she st- and then she started crying and I wanted to punch her. I was gonna say, oh my god. Out. I didn't I listen know. to the interview, but I heard that she cried and I was like, another white girl crying. Yeah. And she got accused of appropriation. Yeah. Like I just feel like like but we surely to god we know better like we talk like this has been an, a cultural conversation somebody, for a long time somebody asked me oh well what was wrong with her crying because i posted it on fa- actually i well i thought i was gonna live post it on facebook or live tweet yeah, it and then it just got boring. so boring i was just like <laughs> oh my gosh anyway um she or um so somebody had asked on facebook like what is so what's the issue with the crime? Like, just explain it to me kind of thing. Right. And I said, remember in school when Jenny would get, like... Not from the block. No, not Jenny from the okay. block. Lindsay. <laughs> Tiffany. 
Yeah. Tammy. Becky. Becky. Linda. Linda. I'll go with Lindsay because okay. I feel it's very Canadiana. Totes. Okay. <laughs> We've all had a Lindsay in our We've lives. We've all had a Lindsay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Lindsay, some, Lindsay would be caught doing something wrong and to get out of it, she would cry. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everybody around her would feel sorry for her and forget what she did. Like when I get pulled over for tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. <laughs> that's what i do huh. but now i can't ever get pulled over again because there goes that plan <laughs> that's okay they won't listen they're not going to listen to a feminist podcast okay okay huh. that's true they're all wearing their blue bracelet <laughs> but i think you're right like we learned this from a very young age and as a white woman no, 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 no. it's worked well white for women yeah. have yeah. learned this exactly. and they've used this tactic against black women yeah to show and it to show us as the aggressor, mm-hmm. as the the person who all a white woman has to do is act scared, yeah. and every white male within a certain vicinity and men some men of color mm-hmm. and will rush to her aid. That's all she has to do. Every white woman knows this, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's used as a manipulative tactic, yeah, to push the blame onto somebody else, yeah, and it, it, they learn it early super early like like by three four five they're doing this right yeah and that's how that's how that's how children interpret those cues those societal cues Mm -hmm. that their goldilocks are cute and that they can manipulate people's reactions to them through either beauty or through um through uh, I don't want to call it vulnerability because it's not true vulnerability. Yeah, it's like playing on the like the, hyper masculine response to save somebody. That's right. Yeah, to save a woman. Thereby, to, it's the furthering fairy tale. the same patriarchy yeah. that they complain about. That's my problem. I just mm-hmm. explained white women mm-hmm. crying and what's the problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Katy Perry cried. Cried. And, and that's what I want. I was like, I don't know how much of more of this interview I could take. So, like, do we think she learned any lessons? Nope. Okay, so it's like... And so, the re- yeah. So Go ahead. It was, I, I don't know if it was December or January, This like the ones that just passed, where Katy Perry decided that the thing she was going to do was that she realized she knows nothing and she's just going to listen and learn from other people. It seemed like she had learned nothing. Mm-hmm. She was all in her feelings. Did you hear her when she said, well, you know, my friend just sat me down and talked to me and said, Katie, um, you know, here's what you're doing wrong. Was like, that when she had the braids? Of, and, or this is how we do. She didn't say. Oh, okay. She didn't say. She okay, didn't, okay. But she it said could it, have been Migos. It could have been the braids. I don't it know. Should, yeah. <laughs> and she said, like, when that happened, she said that she responds better when someone sits her down and calmly and nicely explains to her why her actions were wrong. Constructive and inappropriate from love instead of yes. clapping back she's like yes i think she used that <laughs> yeah oh my God. she was like you got she's like language. oh the, the, those aggressive clapbacks aren't helpful to me um and guess who the clapbacks are probably coming from mm-hmm. black women mm-hmm. so in other words okay so she cried so she's already used the white woman tactic of manipulation yeah. to get herself out of trouble and at, in the same breath has thrown black women under the bus mm. no i don't think she learned anything yeah. and you know it's not 
our responsibility to hold to to hold her near our breasts to <laughs> to, to have her? her suckle on our bosom <laughs> like the mammy that we were i'm actually pointing to my boob right now and like aaron's like oh that's extra <laughs> It was actually. It was. You know, suckle, suckle. <laughs> anyway, it's not our job to mammy her. Yeah, yeah. And to think that that's what she requires for understanding is just peak white fragility and white feminism. Hmm. I, and ugh, I just, I can't. Okay, go ahead. Well, I that, don't have anything to add. That to just, that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that, that covers it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the aggressive black women are coming to get her. Right. That's the point. Right, right, right. With your with your aggressive call out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my god. It does. I mean, it does make me think of the the conversation about calling out versus calling in, and like, you know, if we do want people to learn in these conversations, then how do we how do we how do we have those conversations? And yeah. like. I do, I do see um, validity in the point that we can, we should be constructive in our feedback. Sure, but that shouldn't be the only way. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be done with love. It can, we can just, we can just call each other in by being like, "Yo, that's not cool." Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, and like she does several times in the interview acknowledge her privilege, which I appreciate, but I still don't think that she fully understands what that means. Yeah. I think, um, like, I wrote a blog about this a couple of years ago because Chanel or somebody released this whole collection of, um, it might have been D Squared, actually. Definitely wasn't Chanel. Yeah, they called it, like, the the Squaw Collection, and it was, like, all basically appropriated Indigenous stuff. And I was like, how how true is it that we really don't know better anymore? And to what extent are we exploiting appropriation? Like – I feel like there is a part where you know that if you do something really appropriative, you're going to get called out on the internet, which is going to give you the publicity that you are desiring. So, like, well, like when do we exploit appropriation? And how true is it that Katy Perry really just doesn't know? Like, have you been under a rock, Katy Perry, for, like, two to five years? Like, it feels like that's, like, surely to God, you're aware. I don't know. Yeah. I, I... It's just more Becky feminism. Mm, yeah i had oh this is a great i had an interesting conversation with my friend's 16 year old son Mm -hmm. shout out um and he's like i had an argument with him actually and uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is true um i'm passionate so he was talking about how he hates the way like feminism is now and that it's it's really gotten basically what he was talking about is that yeah every girl says they're a feminist but they're really not in the sense that um the tenets that they or what they think feminism is is beyond what we would deem as feminist so hmm. it's i i i wish i had more detail for you okay I can only remember a certain amount. Have the conversation with him again. Yeah. And write it down. I will. And bring it back. Yeah. But it's it's it was interesting to me because it was high school. Yeah. And so all of these, they're going to grow. They're going to go out there and they're going to face a world that hopefully is better for them mm-hmm. than it was for us. Mm-hmm. And so 
how do we keep the lights on is my question hmm. would be my question in feminism yeah. so well that's a good segue to the next this week in feminism which is that the washington post wants to write for women yay and so they came up with something called the lily well they brought back the lily oh sorry they brought back the lily which, which is a um a newspaper written by women for, for women. women i imagine mm-hmm. at what time Oh, I don't know. It, it's a historical paper, though. Name. Yeah, yeah, it, it goes it back to, their 19th, to the 19th century. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like a suffragette type publication it was? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. I guess so. The, uh, the mission statement, though not explicitly stated in this mission statement, the sentiment was, Sir, don't worry, ladies, there's something in the news for you this time. <sighs> because ladies need different news. Than the men, folk. <laughs> so we had a we had a good conversation about this in our little Facebook chat, which is how we come up with a lot of our content. But yeah, I mean, I was kind of like, I guess I'm kind of on the fence about it. Like, I think <clears throat> news written by women for women with a gender lens can be good. Yes, but you guys made a good point about it being like uh, demeaning. No, it was more that, like, I think that what the, that mission statement and what the editor, the statement the editor put out was that it implied that it was separate, the the news was separate and it was treating women as, like, not being intellectual equals to men. But I think what it actually is, is what you said, Bailey, Mm -hmm. it is news about women written by women. But I don't think that was conveyed. Yeah. So you're telling me the Washington Post doesn't know how to convey its own publication? Like, yeah. like what the fuck is that? I would like to know who's who's writing the copy in the press releases. Men? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's you know what I mean? I'm not saying that men can't write, but really? You're going to leave that? Like, I, I don't know. I, this is my problem with the whole thing. The Washington Post wants to um, position itself as one of the papers of the resistance. Mm. That means you take women's, you that means diversity. It means an inter- intersectionality. That if if the resistance that you're trying to create creates even more silos, then I'm kind of like. Mm. But then somebody's going to tell me, well, black people do it all the time. And this is the difference. Black people go over somewhere and we form our own shit because we're not being represented. Mm -hmm. We're not being formed by a corporate entity that has its own patriarchal problems. Well, and that's what Pepsi tried to do that fucked it all up. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so if the Washington Post wants to be serious about being the resistance. I want to see more women financial writers. I want to yeah. see more women foreign policy writers. I want to see more women business writers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see women taken out of the cutesy wootsy frivolous stuff and I want to see yep. them write about sports. Now, there are a lot of women who write about sports. Okay. So, are there a lot though? I uh, well, I okay, maybe I disproportionately follow a lot. You you follow a lot yeah. because you're sports. Yeah. 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 
it's your, like your thing, so you're gonna like. And, but to, and also to be fair, like they're mostly baseball writers. Like they're oh, not okay. very. F- I don't follow any. When, yeah, when's the last time you, or... you saw a female football sports writer? Um, no. Okay. So I'll. Say... I mean, I would say Katie Nolan, but she's not a writer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking at the announcement by the Washington Post about the Lily. So they say. And I hate the name. I don't care how mm. how historical yeah. it is okay so it says it's it was established in 1849 the original lily so they say they announced today the lily an experimental visually driven product designed <laughs> oh Aaron's this is making a face oh my gosh she's more than making a face this she's is clutching. extra she's clutching she's clutching there was like you like, better read clutching. the rest of that okay. let her talk so <laughs> experimental visually driven product designed for millennial women oh god <laughs> that will boldly reimagine the post's award-winning journalism for distributed platforms the lily will appear on medium facebook and instagram to start they'll have a wait a minute no twitter well, it has, it has a Twitter. Okay. Uh, so why didn't they say? The first of its kind initiative for the Post, which pulls content together in a way we don't naturally do on our site. By launching under a different brand, we can give the Lily its own voice. More freely, more freely experiment with how we present Post journalism and see if we can capture a new audience we wouldn't otherwise have, said Tracy Grant. And they do currently have open positions for a deputy editor, a video editor, a producer, and a designer. So if you want a job. Are they saying that women can't handle text? Are we fucking Donald Trump? Oh, like, that's do we what made you clutch extra. That, like, can we not have just words? <laughs> Long-form journalism. Yeah. What, sorry, what were you referring to specifically in I the statement? I think it was, it was when it visually said driven. visually driven product. Oh, Again, I mean, I, 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 why do they talk to us like why this? Why are they infantilizing me by saying, implying that I'm only going to read a fucking magazine? Also, Medium is a mm, shitty platform. Interesting. And their aggregate emails that they send you every day are garbage, and I never click any of the stories. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so WordPress it is, everybody. Um, it, is star- it was started by the Twitter dude. So one of the Twitter dudes. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like... Like, it's a very tainted. easy... It's really easy to like write on and like for that purposes, yes. but like it doesn't curate things that I am interested in. Right, yes, right, true. right, right, right. Uh, yeah, that's true. It doesn't. I think. I mean, uh, I don't know. I almost wonder if it's not just millennial women who want. Like, I do want visually driven things, but I don't think it makes me a millennial woman. I think it makes me a millennial. Uh, but I want visual visually driven content for complex issues yeah because if you're explaining a complex situation like the syrian war yeah uh or the syrian conflict like i know that the washington post had a huge story about that it explained it with a whole bunch of graphics yeah but for like something that's very complex yeah cool otherwise like vox is doing visual yeah. Content. Well, and I will, so is AJ Plus. Yeah, I think they're excellent at it, actually. Yeah, and I do want to read no. long form content. Like, of course I, want, I do. I, I want long form journalism. I think what the problem is is that the default, the natural, like their mainstream is written for men, and I, that's where they think they need to branch off to make it. Different. I don't. I don't think they know what the hell their mainstream should be like like i don't think they know i think they know they obviously know who they attract right Mm -hmm. and this i'm gonna put a different 
spin on this too mm-hmm. because I'm experiencing the same realization with um, with my social media business. And what it is is that okay, I'm going to tell you a little pro tip that I've realized. <laughs> the powers that be that we're used to and this 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 will this will take into account the post media the mm-hmm. um layoff slash slow disintegration the, the into nothingness yeah. the state of post media yeah. retail sears is the same way oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know these industries are used to broadcasting taste yeah these people are used to setting the agenda. Mm. When's the last time the Washington Post had to be reactionary? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. These and that, so there's a there's a book called um, End of Big by Nico Mele or Mele. Nico, Nico Mele. Mele, I right. Think. He talks about basically the breakdown of these industries that built up over the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And that's mainly the reason. They... They don't have the um, they don't have the lock on distribution mm-hmm. and communication anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, all of those big industries, all of those big adver- I don't care what industry it is, all of the big players are they're struggling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for that reason, the other reason they're struggling is because. They don't know how to reach a market that they need to reach mm-hmm. in order to sustain themselves. Yeah. They only know how to reach up to Gen X. Yeah. They don't know how to reach millennials and younger. And I'm tired of all these, the millennials. <laughs> like the First of all, on one hand, the millennials ruin everything. And oh, on the other hand, oh, well, we don't know how to reach them. Be more intersectional. Yeah. Put out more diverse stories. Mm-hmm. See what hits. Yeah. See what, do some A-B testing. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Well, and that's why I guess, like, the Washington Post has to release the lily to be experimental because they, they don't want to fuck with what they already have, which is old white men reading them. So they can't experiment with the Washington all, Post. Old white liberal men yeah. who should be on board for something like that. Yeah. And yeah. that is what, don't tell me the Washington Post is is getting Breitbart, Breitbart readers. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's all liberals. Yeah. Yeah. Yet yet they can't sell a women's um viewpoint to a bunch of liberal white men. Yeah. Then something's fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, sorry. the lily I, I hate the name. It sucks ass. I'm interested to see how it like f- unfolds, though. Yeah. And of see course. what kind of content they have. Maybe we'll revisit this later. Maybe it'll be like, a, maybe they're going to try to go the way of Teen Vogue. Everybody's trying Everyone's to be Teen Vogue. I, I saw Everyone's Flair to try to be Teen, teen Vogue, Vogue the other day, and I'm like, really? The eye roll that, was, that just emerged for me was just one of the epic ones. Because I'm like, Flair Magazine, who never found it in their interest to be anything but what but white women i don't think so yeah <laughs> like nice try yeah there are yeah i have a lot of and 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 <laughs> chatelaine's another one yeah these are all these are all um um magazines and i'm tired i i get it i i'm with you i'm tired who are of trying being... to have all their woke content written by white women yes yeah and they and then they want to tell you that they're woke you're not woke 
you 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 have no idea what that means and don't try to dictate to me what that looks like by the way i saw one of their so flair has this um this web thing going on this web like like um couch discussion thing which i actually oh like a web like a a facebook live yeah like a facebook no like a facebook live but it's not facebook live i think it might be on youtube or it might be uploaded Mm -hmm. it might be native content i don't know yeah on air the girl on there i just i'm like don't don't sell me becky in a size 10 and tell me you're woke Okay. Yeah. Like, don't sell me 14, size 14 Becky and think that I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so open. Yeah. No. Yeah. And don't talk about stupid shit and ask some deep questions. I'm tired of tuning into these podcasts, radio shows, that that is content. And all I get is surface level. There's no depth. CBC is like that. Mm. The current. Oh my gosh, the current is trash now because it doesn't it talks to you like you're two. Yeah. Like I I as a woman, I'm incensed. <laughs> like I'm like you I'm an educated woman. Yeah. So I'm a fucking economist. Talk to me like you talk to those damn boys out there at the big people table. And don't put me at the kid table. Yeah. And I feel like the Lily is just putting women at the kids table. Yeah. Okay. There. I have a question about Flair, Chatelaine, Teen Vogue, but like not really because like they are clearly geared towards teenagers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there... Is the content infantilizing because it's like 26-year-olds writing it and we're not 26? <sighs> and so we're looking for a little bit more I've seen depth. excellent things from like, 20-something-year-olds. No, but like also... Yeah, like look sure. at Sachi, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's still in her 20s. I'm like, wow. Sure, but like is it because like there's like there seems to be this gap between like 29 and 34-year-olds where I don't know where they do anything. Where they're making content. I like is that I twenty nine to thirty four. I mean, I think when you're creating mass content, like we are kind of like the reason we wanted to do this podcast is because we want something different. Like I think when we look at when you're marketing to mass like women as men. You mass, go to the lowest common denominator. You have to go to the lowest common denominator, which is why like when Trudeau did his like women's fundraiser thing, it was like martinis and chocolate and yogurt. Yay. <laughs> You're like, fuck off with your martinis and your cosmos and your But should chocolate. you be Skinny a- margaritas yeah, exactly. for everyone. Like they're so like like what people like what marketers and content creators think women as a whole They're marketing want, to the Beckys. That's yeah, they're marketing to the Beckys because it's the majority out there. And that's well, what sells that's, content. But this is this is this is the problem, and this is why we keep getting these these watered down bullshit stories. Yeah, is because I don't think that we have mass production anymore. Mm. I think everything's niche. Yeah, the New York Times is now niche. Yeah, it's not. We don't have the Globe is no longer the paper paper of record for this country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think in a way everybody is niche. It's just pick your poison, right? Yeah. And when you can start a, a content based th- website th- for like a hundred dollars exactly, a year, but that's what they don't understand. You can, you can create niche content for everyone. That's right. Yeah. And that's what they don't understand is that everything now is somewhat niche. Yeah. So so for Chatelaine to use the the lens of a 44-year-old comfortable white woman to talk about 
appro- cultural appropriation, yeah. it just falls apart. Yeah. That woman's basic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so. she's probably like, I don't understand. I don't understand, but I talked to some women of color, so. So. I just I'm put good. their quotes in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. The lily. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Okay. All right, moving on to our next segment. You guys know the deal, rent and receipts, where we each bring a story to share with the others, and then, well, but then we bitch about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what else do we do here? <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, do you want to get us started? Sure. So I've got something lighthearted this week, which is that uh, the bush is back. So do you guys follow Amber Rose on Instagram? No. Okay, well, she's amazing. And... Uh, I followed her on Instagram and earlier this week she put up a picture of her like lounging on the stairs with her like full bush showing and it was like I I was like oh my god I can't believe Instagram has allowed this but of course it got taken down within like 20 minutes Damn. Uh, not before there's (laughs) not before everyone got a screenshot and uh, we'll put up the links where you can you can see the photo and they're like Christian science monitoring well exactly because like (laughs) you couldn't see any like labia or anything you could only see it was only bush it was only bush yeah that you could see so anyway uh she like she clapped back she was like fuck instagram with my fire ass feminist posts like taking it down i'm amazing whatever and i was like yes you are anyway she was doing it to promote her like no slut shaming kind of thing that she's doing um so then of course like within two or three days vice put up a story saying the bush is back and basically the question in this Vice article is, are we going to start seeing porn stars again with a bush? Because I don't know right. how much porn you guys watch, but you never see a bush in porn. It's always like waxed to the bejesus. Uh, that's not. No, no, no. I don't think so. I think the mainstream is waxed. Brazilian. I would totally. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So anyway, it just made me think of like, remember a few years ago when Kim Kardashian did that pretty problematic photo shoot where she had the champagne glass on her ass and yeah, it was like it was for paper She was going to break the internet. Yeah. So there was there was a shoot like the where one she was where naked. she appropriated yet something else from yes, black people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she was naked in that photo shoot, but like you you couldn't see anything. You could just see that she was clearly waxed. And I was like, I'm bored of the waxed look now. Like I feel like this would break the internet and be shocking if you, like we saw Kim Kardashian's bush. But anyway, Amber Rose beat her to the punch and and put up her bush this week. So I just thought I'd say uh, the bush is back. Great. I just, on one thing on that story, our favorite human ever, Pierce Morgan, had lots to say. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was like, he tweeted Amber Rose and was like, oh, you were like so attention seeking. This is so gross. He was slut shaming her. Yeah, he was slut shaming her. And she was just like, whatever, stop it. Well, then she she also said, because he was like, oh, this is disgusting. It means you're not a feminist. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And she was like, I'm doing this. She was doing it to promote the sl- her slut walk. Yeah, slut walk. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, that's not getting the atten- like the proper attention that yeah. it would, like implying that like it's going to att- attract negative attention yeah. and that it's not proper for women." But then she was like, "Oh, well, you know who else has posted um, naked photos of themselves in support of their charity work? Adam Levine." Yeah, exactly. So, what's the difference? Exactly. And what was his response? 
he made some sort of stupid comment that well, it was different. He was like, we should have tea and talk about it or something like that. But I also think he implied that it was different. Yeah, yeah. I hate it when people are like, oh, women who show off their bodies aren't feminist. It's like, you can be a feminist and express your body in a lot of different ways. And how you do that doesn't, like, it doesn't affect how feminist you are or aren't. No, and I think the difference is that, like like you said, um, Amber Rose's photo didn't show any, like, actual private areas. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think the Adam Levine photo that they're referencing is basically him, and I think he was pretty wax or shaved, and it was, like, right down to, like, where the start of his penis would have st- yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, like, does pubic hair, is it specifically pubic hair that makes us that uncomfortable, and is it pubic hair on women that make us that uncomfortable? Because, like... Well, and I should say also Ashley Graham, that model, Mm -hmm. um, she was talking about how she has a bush and she loves her bush or whatever. And it was like, I think we're really very uncomfortable with women having body hair and specifically like like this sexualized, infantilized sort of Brazilian look is the norm. And and so like the bush makes us uncomfortable. Because, okay, so I do my bikini line Mm -hmm. and that's, and then I trip. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Because I remember getting body sugaring once, and it was just the most horrific experience of my lifetime. Me too. And I'm like, fuck. And then the thing is, like, I'm black, right? So I have, like, kinky hair and coarse hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. It's it's... not made for us. Mm, No. No. It's even more painful for us. I can't even imagine. I got it done once, and I was like, I look like a gerbil like I was just like <laughs> pink baby gerbil <laughs> and I couldn't I felt I've never felt so unsexy in my whole life I just I wanted just... to be like don't look at me it's like it's like the g-string yeah really that was a that was a that was the time there was a time for the g-string I, I feel like no yeah no no I want a seat or else why wear underwear in the first place yeah I need something to the covers <laughs> i'm all down with my <laughs> bikini line i really am but i'm not i'm too lazy and i'm fine with that laziness well and i'm too pain adverse i don't want well there you go you know. <laughs> yeah so you know for for all those who wax and stuff like that if you want to do it you love the look more power to you yeah that's what i say your choice but, is your own but mm-hmm. if you're doing it because you think that's what's sexy yeah yeah. And that is part of your sexuality or something? It ain't. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, and that just goes with, like, all the, a lot of feminists who, or those feminists who don't shave their armpits, and it's yeah. kind of their way of revolting against the yeah. patriarchy. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 totally. And that's totally. fine. Like, I, body hair is normal, just like sweating is normal just mm-hmm. and natural, and I'm just like, you know what? Not all of us want to look like Giselle. Yeah. Frankly, I think she has no ass. She yeah. doesn't. She's a little skinny. She's about like M Rata. Yeah, and she's Rata like she has no thighs, and I, you yeah. know, I don't want to look like that. But that's okay. Yeah, it's my if, point. And if you, but do she has like really that, great hair. She does. Have oh great yeah. Hair. Okay. Yeah. And my whole thing is like, if you do want to look like that, then then do. Then that's great. That's cool. Do yeah. your thing. Do if your that's thing. your thing, yeah. And you rock that. Yeah. By all means. Yeah. But, but this one, well, we all know this one standard. Well, and we're not all perfect plastic Barbies either. Even like, even if like Giselle may appear to be a perfect plastic Barbie, she has body hair 
and she has or or, or she at least had body hair <laughs> yeah at one point <laughs> yes much like kim kardashian exactly exactly so like you know it's like I don't know. I I think I think uh, the bush making a comeback. Is I I'm here for the exciting. bush. I'm here for the bush. Too. Although regardless of like what your situation is, fucking make sure you take care of it. Don't yeah. be sloppy and messy. Yeah, I mean there is a there is a line. That, yeah, you know <laughs> there should be some. We don't need there dangling be... bits at yeah. bathing suits well, this summer. That's, yeah. Nobody wants that. And have we ever examined why we equate sexy with traditional characteristics of pre-teenage girls and boys? Yeah. I think that makes us a little sick in the head as a society. <laughs> it does. I mean, yeah. Like when why I... the fuck would I want to look like I haven't been through puberty well it's disturbing i think yeah i think as the sort of bear look came into fashion we were seeing more and more infantilization and sexualization of girls Mm -hmm. and if you watch hot girls wanted um rashida jones is like amazing documentary um it says that i think like 80% 80% of porn searched online has like preteen or girls or like underage kind of into it. And so like they can't make porn with underage children. That's obviously illegal, but like you can oh, make them so look much like of that. it. Yeah. Is about making 18 year olds barely legal look really, really young. And that's it. That is disturbing to me. It bums me out for sure. Oh, this was supposed to be lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yay Amber Rose. I just want to say I think Amber Yeah, Rose. let's Amber bring Rose back awesome. the bush. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for this bush. Um, Erica. Yeah. Your turn. So we're so long. We're like I feel like we're starting at the, the the lighter end of the conversation and then we're getting slowly we're, darker we're as we go. We're getting there. We're gonna yeah. get there. We're gonna get there. So my rent and receipts comes from Afropunk. Uh which I love. Like, I read Afropunk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an article in there, Can You Date a White Person and Be Woke? Hmm. And I have recently, in the past, like, week and a half, had, like, this conversation two or three times with, like, in real life. Right. So, um, yeah. Can you be... Can you really be a person of color who fights for social justice, um, fights against white supremacy, and still date a white person? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess it's important to go beyond deciding whether one can be woke and date a white person and begin asking instead about the whole host of behaviors surrounding your your decision. Mm-hmm. So what I like about this article, um, and this is a great example of what I was exactly talking about. This is a type of article that I doubt I would see in a lily. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's it's real. It really is a deep, meaningful yep. article mm-hmm. that really does talk well about interracial dating within the context that we're talking about. So if you guys don't know, Serena's pregnant. Serena Williams is pregnant and yeah. engaged to... Alexis Ohanian, the co-founder of Reddit. Right. <laughs> right. And Who I love. And really? Really? Yeah. Oh. Have you not heard this? Have I never told you how we, him and I went for bubble tea once? What? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
carry on. So is he so lovely? He was really nice. Yeah, it was a. F- okay, how did this? How do you? How did you know him? Okay, how did, so yeah. it was. I was still living in Vancouver, and my friend and I we had co-founded this online magazine called Define Magazine, and we had this was like right after he had first left Reddit and was working at Hitmonk as their like comms person, mm-hmm. and. Um, I just emailed him and was like, hey, like we did, used to do this thing called five questions where we'd ask the person five questions about whatever, like things that they were into. Mm-hmm. And so... How did you meet? So I emailed him and asked him if he wanted to do it. And oh, he said, okay, sure. Cool. Um, so he he emailed, answered all the questions and he sent a photo of himself like with a thing that said, hi, define Meg, and sent it to me. And then I was going to New York for Fashion Week and I sent him an email. I was like, hey, I'm in town for Fashion Week. Like, do you want to grab coffee? And he was like, yeah, sure. Oh, that's cool. Wow. So, oh. he, and then he was like, oh, actually, like, do you want to go um, for a bubble tea in Chinatown? Like, I like I know this place from this woman who is like, wrote this book on the best, chi- like, places to eat Chinese food outside of Asia. And so I said, sure. And, like, we met on, like, this weird street corner in Chinatown in New York. And he, I was Canal like, Street, y'all. He was, because he's like six foot seven. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's super tall. Oh. Huh. But I didn't know how tall he was. Oh. So, oh, that's right, because he only had email correspondence before. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't send you a dick pic on LinkedIn. No. He, has, he had a girlfriend. <laughs> right. Yeah. She, and she used five follow on Instagram, so that's weird. <laughs> yeah, apparently, that was pre-Serena. <laughs> she seems lovely. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, he was super nice. We just like hung out and talked that's about cool. startups and like... Nice. Uh, okay, well, that was a good aside. Well, I have a question about that aside. How'd you get to Fashion Week? Um, so I had a, a blog, and uh, a friend of mine had gone to, this was in September, I forget which year, mm-hmm. and I want to say 2011, maybe? September 2011. And so my friend had gone to the shows that previous February. And so she was like, oh, like, I want to go again. And I was like, cool. Like, I don't know how to do it. So you have to, like, email everyone and ask for, like, an invite to their show. Mm. And it's just a fucking nightmare. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So well, I went for three seasons. And well, it's just you like got the of... tail end because now it's gone to shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so Serena. Oh, right. It's me. Yeah. So Serena and Alexis <laughs> Serena are has engaged. A, a white. Uh, white baby daddy. Right. And um, so uh, I'm sure, listen, I can only imagine when this news broke. I'm sure you had your, you know, usual suspects of your white racist trolls. Oh, they oh, were. Yeah. There, no, sure. there were. I for saw sure. them. For oh, sure. yeah. For sure. For sure. I'm like not surprised. Cheerios commercial. Remember the Cheerios commercial? But I feel commercial? like I'm sure black. People in on no, no, there, it was mm. both sides. Oh, mm, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sure most of them are black men. Don't at me. Okay. <laughs> because I, I, what I've noticed, oh, God, I feel like how far do I, do I go into this? Um, let me just go through the article. So let me not, you know, anyway. Yeah. So one of the questions as, you know, one of the questions is, why am I dating this white person? Now this... So this is questions for, for people of color to ask themselves. Yes. Okay. To see if, you know, to answer that question, can I still be woke 
and you know ride or die with so my like people unpacking the, your okay. own it it really is a an article what i love about this article is that it begins the unpacking of your own place in white supremacy right and mm. like any internalized any racism. internalized racism or mm-hmm. colorism or mm-hmm. anything like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and it really does so let me just go through the questions why am I dating this white person? Now, this may seem like a, a simple question, but um, what the author is encouraging us to do is just basically ask yourself, what is it about this person that I like that makes me want to be with this person? Um, and make sure that it's not it's all about the person and it's not couched in or it's not related to your own experience with your own culture. So, for example, um, the author writes, um, I find that a lot of times people will respond to a conversation about interracial dating by describing themselves as an exception to the idea that the personal is political. Hmm. So, for example, I can't help who I love. Black people won't date me. This is within a white black context, everybody. Right. But fill in the blanks as necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm too different from other black people, and I didn't want to keep looking. I've heard this from black men a lot. Whenever, whenever they talk about the white, whatever white woman they're dating, mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, black women this and black women that." Yeah. And I'm just like, "It's not about us." Yeah. It's about you and this person. Mm-hmm. What's your problem? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So my response to that is like, okay, like that's your response for why you quote you you're saying that that's why you're dating them, but really like have you examined why they're dating, dating. you? Ooh. Yeah. I was going to say that too. Like as a white woman who has dated men of color, like there is a lot to make like I have had to make sure that I'm not fetishizing the black male body right and like like really thinking about that and looking at it constructively and like all those different nuances yeah because like like Khloe Kardashian only dates black men yeah exactly you know I've in met women who only date black men and they're yeah, like oh these daddies they're so hot shut up so that's awful fucking and weird gross it's gross and it's racist yeah it is um great point exactly um that's a question i have to ask myself yeah. too yeah when i'm dating white people oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, the yeah, questions because, i ask myself i'm just like well oh. and asian women get fetishized so much too yeah, yeah. by white men in particular yeah yeah. Do I center my own or my partner's comfort in my interactions with the community? So a loving and respectful partner knows and respects boundaries, black space, black community, and black conversations all have hard boundaries. Mm. Um, I'm talking about uh, mm-hmm. a, a white or non-black partner who doesn't respect those boundaries and uh, is an absolute menace because a lot of white people think their black partner is an automatic invitation to invade and encroach yeah. on yep. black people's shit. Black <sighs> people be damned. Yep. And, oh, my God, that's Bill Maher. 
He got comfortable. What did Ice Cube say? Ice Cube said something like that. He said, did you see the clip of Ice Cube? No. Talking no. about Bill Ma- Yeah, because you're like, I don't want to deal. I get it. <laughs> I get it. No, no, no. I get it. Yeah. I haven't watched that episode either. But Ice Cube basically was... was he threw some shade. Well, He yeah. was like... He was like... He basically said... Like, he didn't say this to Bill... But basically what he said was, you know, y'all get your black friends, mm-hmm. you you date a couple black women, mm-hmm. and you think all of a sudden you get it, you yeah. get it and you're down. And, yeah. and basically those people feel too comfortable. And when people feel too comfortable and put up their feet in your house yeah. metaphorically, yeah. then the N-word starts slipping out. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, which that, is what happened. That does make me think of the Kardashians just like exploiting and ripping off black culture and black designers. And like, yeah. you know, like they seem they, they're all only dating black men, except for Courtney, I guess. It seems like because I think Kendall's dating ASAP Rocky and Kylie's got her tiger. No, no, I think. She, yeah. The drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, who's like, she supposed to be dating now? I don't know. Oh, there's someone. Oh, uh, anyway, I just feel like, yeah, I'm like Kim's got Kanye and. Chloe apparently only dates black men. Like, I just feel like it's very, it seems like, yeah, they think they can, like, be part of it or something. Because, like, half their family now is. is Yeah, and because of that, they think they can rip off black designers. And at the end of the day, black people get thrown under the bus somehow, some way. Well, and black women in that. And black women in, in particular. Yeah. Um, so... Um, oh, they said white people who think they're down and start throwing around the N-word because they once slept with a black person. White people who openly fetishize the black people they date because they think they're not racist because, look, mm-hmm. they're dating black people. Mm-hmm. White people who think going to black events and pushing their way into black spaces is a good way to learn about our culture. White people who fetishize mixed people mm. or having mixed children but want none of the political ramifications of raising a black child yeah and this whole thing with white women and hating their child their mixed children's hair oh mm-hmm. yeah it's so problematic it's racist as fuck yeah i remember when i was in high school white girls would always try to be down when they're dating like a black guy <laughs> and they'd always like ro- they come in with their this is why the Kardashian, all of this stuff that's happening in pop culture, this yeah. cultural appropriation, it's not new to us. Yeah. And it's new to the people who are being introduced to it. It's not new to us. Yeah. Because the next thing you know, next week, you know girl got braids done. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, the process begins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Next thing you know, bing, bang, boom, somebody gets their ass kicked. Why? Because Chica, oops, and we're bam. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're all looking at the black guy like, mm. <laughs> maybe you should choose better next time. Maybe you should choose a black girl. And that's why there's. This is making me think of like, remember, so Save the Last Dance. I recently <laughs> oh my gosh, it. this is so Save the Last Dance. And like, I recently oh, rewatched Save the Last Dance. Did you, did you see Carrie Washington? I in did. It? Oh, okay. I did. Okay. But I, I was like, oh my God, this movie was like, I could tell it was trying to be woke for like the new millennium or whatever, like yeah. the, the early 2000s. But like, it had some really problematic things in it. Like when Carrie Washington was like, well, he is one of the good black men. So like, 
you know, Ooh. you're a white woman taking one of the good black men. Oh, I remember that line. Yeah, and it was, and then Julia. I could have written that line. Julia Stiles is just like, <gasps> she. Yeah, I know the the, cr- the pearl clutching, yeah. and, we're, and we're all like, yeah, this is totally normal. I'm like just like. <laughs> Some weird like white saviorism in it. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's what that's what this is making me think of. And the third the dance, yeah, and the third many actually, yeah. I, I feel gonna, like there's so many. I was just gonna say that Kylie Jenner is apparently dating Travis Scott. Oh God, uh, Erica. <laughs> Erica's like yeah, maybe having a seizure. My <laughs> baby, I actually really like Travis Scott's music, and <laughs> that's why I'm like. And you know what went through my head? Do I keep? And then I'm like, wait a minute, I listen to Kanye. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Kyle, I look every every black guy who's in music or or acting. I'm sure most hashtag not all um, <laughs> wants to wants to be with a Kardashian well, at some yeah. point. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's the iced tea cocoa thing. She's another one. Mm. Anyway. The third and final question is, do I default to defensiveness when others discuss the politics of interracial dating, even when the discussion isn't personal? Yeah. 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 I do. Mm. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. I get a little sensitive. Yeah. Obviously. Well, and they're like they're complex conversations, but they're important to have because mm-hmm. I think that I think interracial dating is a good thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think it's I think it's fine. Like I don't think we want to keep races pure. I, I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know person. how I feel about this at all. <laughs> Aaron is a mixed as a mixed race person. I'm sure you've got some feelings. Yes, I'm sure you have thoughts. No. Oh, okay. She's like, no, I don't. So, I was just like, yeah, totally. We should totally just stick to our own races. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, you know what? I had a discussion with um, dude, and your dude. Yes. Okay. And, and should we say that he's white? Well, we just did. <laughs> no, because we can cut it. <laughs> we can cut it. That's true. I don't know. I guess I'll have to. I guess I'll just have refer to him as your dude. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 So. Um, Recently, we were talking about because we we actually we okay so now I'm talking about it mm-hmm. so anyway I, great I'm gonna have to warn him um so so we talk a lot about this stuff like all the politics all the racial shit and like we like have really really like honest discussions about it mm-hmm. and what was he saying I said oh what was the thing. What was my thought process? I forgot. Oh, take it personally. I said that the reason I don't restrict on race, and we were talking about this. He's like, yo, like white guys are kind of like 60, 75% of the population. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you really want to restrict? Like, if you think of the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, exactly. I totally agree with that. And I'm like, the reason I'm not restrictive on race is so I can be restrictive with other things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you look, it's hard enough to find somebody who's who's real, much less like woke. Like, well, yeah, like a kind, like human a kind being. human being who's smart. Yeah, yeah. Who's not like emotionally defunct. Who has a job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And who has like 
some feelings for yeah. something. Yeah. Totally. So, well, and some respect, yeah. let's be honest. Well, yeah. and I think as, like, a white person dating people of color, you do have to be, like, you have to know your lane, too, right? Yeah. Like you have to, like, and I think, well, it touches on, like, like being supportive of black spaces and not trying to, like, go to every single, like, caravana. Yeah. Like, you can yeah. just not sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. I'm sure there will be plenty of white women. The mm, thing about it is, oh where's God, the black yeah. space in Canada? Well, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm just like, okay, before people are like, well, in Toronto or in Montreal, I'm like, I'm in Ottawa. I don't <laughs> see it. I remember going to, I, I'm like, Ottawa is the place where you can have the blackest event and you're still a minority. So mm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, where are the black That's spaces are you talking, anyway? Are you talking about House of Paint? That Kanye, well, yeah. Migos will be like that. When, I mean, uh, I'm just gonna be like, like when like, Tyler the Creator came here with Blues Fest, yeah. he was like, "Where are all, all the, the black, black people? people? Why is my whole audience white?" Yes, yes, yeah. it's a good question. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying that that you know you have to take a back seat and let yeah. the person of that community guide you. Totally. Okay, don't take over spaces because there's no way like there's no other way to get there's no better way to get disinvited to next year's cookout Mm. than to be like a taking space or say some stupid shit. Well, yeah. And then it puts like the person of color in awkward position because it reflects poorly on you. But then like also you like can't bring your partner around particular groups of friends. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just a strain in general. White, yeah, that's the not woke, like, white person. Yeah. Like, fuck that person. They can't come next time. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. like, who did you bring that was so off-brand? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then people start, they will, they, black people will, will pull you aside and be like, look, I'm not trying to get in your business or anything. But, <laughs> but no more of that. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, you know how white people, they'll, like, stay silent and smile through it? Yeah, yeah, and they're black. like, they're like, sure, sure, he can come to the next. Yeah, yeah but they don't the really mean it. All like, yeah, not black people. <laughs> or oh, either that, or he won't get a plate, mm. or she mm-hmm. won't get a plate. That's shade. That means you're disinvited. <laughs> you don't get a take home plate. Damn. Oh, oh. a take home plate. Okay, okay. Yeah. No. Not. Like, well, I was like, like, oh, they're not gonna feed you. That's no. 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 We're not. No. We know the importance of food. We would never do that. Right. The take-home plate, if you don't get one, just remember. Yeah, I know. That's that's what what happens to you when you shush people in the movie theater. You don't get a (laughs) take-home plate. So I have a question. Are you allowed to say no to the take-home plate like you don't want it? No. Okay. Mm Mm-mm. I don't care if you have to Noted. feed. I don't care if you have to feed the dog with it. Okay. Okay. Just don't tell anybody that you fed the dog the tape cone plate. It's like a thing. Like you can't. Okay. You can't. You don't do plate. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm your saving. PSA. I'm saving lives. <laughs> White people all over are like, oh thank God. <laughs> Write don't, that down. That and don't bring potato salad. Okay. Oh. Potato it's, salad is. It's, it's bland. Yeah. Who makes good potato salad? Oh, I know my boyfriend. Oh, yeah, really? I actually don't really like potato salad because, like, yeah. I don't like cold potatoes. Yeah, but he made potato salad once, and I ate some, hmm. and it was like I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> but it was only the one time. <laughs> Did you put like 
sriracha or hot sauce or something no, I didn't. on it? No. Oh, wow. He put a lot of dill in it. Oh. Oh, oh with the egg and the, okay. Tricky the motherfucker. The, with oh, the look at that. <laughs> Paul with the dill. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, we're looking forward to your dill. Okay. Let's talk about Bill Cosby. Let's, uh, yeah, because I could, yeah. Yeah, right, so just, my right receipts is that the Bill Cosby trial ended today in a mistrial. So some bullshit. Yeah, so after a week of deliberations, the trial ended with a mistrial with the jury deadlocked for a month of the week. Uh, on Thursday, the jury actually told the judge that they were deadlocked, but the judge tried to get them to continue uh, deliberations to try to get to a verdict. Um, the defense, their argument throughout the trial was that the relationship between the defendant and Cosby was consensual and romantic, mm. which makes you want to vomit in my mouth. Um, and then following the mistrial announcement, um, Cosby's publicist said, oh, he's got his power back. Oh my God. That's a gross thing to say. Which is the worst. Yeah. Um, and a quote from Vox um, is that, quote, his defense team appears to have successfully created reasonable doubt for at least one juror, enough reasonable doubt to deadlock the jury. And it did so by repeating the myths of rape culture, mm -hmm. that r women routinely lie about sexual assault for fame and money, that if you talk to your rapist after he attacks you, as the defendant did before reporting her experience to law enforcement, that means you wanted it, and that if you visit a man's home, you are asking for it. Yeah. So, also I think that, like, what this trial shows is that trials that include celebrities, particularly of the magnitude of Bill Cosby, yeah. are so difficult when you have a jury. Yeah. Because you can't, it's so difficult to find impartial people. Mm -hmm. who don't know the person, who aren't familiar with the, the, the details. The lovable dad. The lovable this, dad. At but, least in this case. Yeah, and who aren't aware of some of the specifics of the trial going into it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they all. you also think that, oh, this is a celebrity. Like, obviously, they couldn't possibly be lying. Yeah. And they think about, like, the fame and fortune thing. Like, how could a normal person not want to sleep with a celebrity? Exactly. And that's also, I think, how sports stars get away with this all the time, yeah. too, is because it's like, well, he was a football player as if you didn't want to fuck him. Like, well, no, I didn't. Well, know? and the really fucked up thing is that, like, the defense team had one witness testify just for six minutes before they rested their case. That's ridiculous. That's it. That's crazy. Which is insane. Yeah. So this, like, I just, I just don't know what to do. So they, they I think they're going to try to have a retrial to retry it. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the dumbest thing. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Really? Yeah, I really don't. I think, and not to say, like, again. Only because the jury pool is yeah, getting like, smaller. How, where are you going to find yeah. impartial jurors? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even saying, because remember, now we've crossed over in from Hannibal Burris like accusations to like this this story has been going on for years yeah. right how are you going to find it where are they living yeah because this this trial has been all over the news it's been all over social media yeah mm -hmm. who hasn't heard about this exactly well, I, I just I don't know I think it just goes to show like we we have got to think about how we're going to reimagine 
sexual assault trials like the the way that we hold people accountable for murder and burglary and this and that all these other things like the burden of proof it, it doesn't work when we apply it to sexual violence yeah. it like because the default position of the court is to not believe survivors of sexual violence. Like, that is where we're starting from. Yeah, because it's the prosecution's responsibility to convince the jury exactly. that there is Exactly. So, case. So right off the bat, we're starting from this, this position that isn't... It, it's just a not going to work. Disadvantageous. Exactly. And, like, because rape myths are so pervasive and so believed and so deeply ingrained in us, like... You know, like, even myself, I have rape myths as a person who's been, like, working in this for so long, this, like, in sexual violence and stuff. Like, it's just, like, we have to, we, we have to totally reimagine how this is going to work. Because it, it, it doesn't work in the way that the court system is now. But the thing is, is, like, in the trial, they also played video of previous testimony from Cosby where he said that he had used drugs to mm-hmm. get... Uh, sedatives to yeah. get women to have sex with them like yeah he like in like previously a comedy routine, said right? that yeah yeah so I don't I don't I don't know I don't know I mean there's like I've seen a lot of like sexual assault cases go to trial where the defendant or the yeah I guess the defendant Bill Cosby or whoever the rapist in that case literally gets on the stand after the woman has been cross-examined for sometimes days but hours and hours and hours about every single little detail of her story. And then the guy gets up and he says, she called me to come over. And then he gets off. And literally, that's like, how do you cross-examine that? And if we believe in our hearts that a woman saying, hey, come on over, is the same thing as saying, hey, let's have any kind of sex that you want to have for as long as you want to have it, then we're never going to... In any manner you want to have it. In any manner you want to have it. This is never going to work. Like this, we may as well just take it out of the criminal code because it's bullshit. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, Canada did something pretty awesome with um, sexual assault trials this week. What? I believe. What was that? It. We didn't... Oh, we cleaned up the criminal code. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what did we do? I don't <laughs> know what we did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think Canada's trying to make steps towards it. I think we still need to figure out drinking, and I think technology is still, like, we're just so behind. Yeah, sorry, just for some context, yeah. like, we clarified in the criminal code, or will be clarifying in the criminal code, that um, a victim cannot consent to sexual activity while they are unconscious. You're right. Not only that, but um, they made a change because of the Gomeshi trial mm. as to text right and um online communication mm-hmm. post assault yeah. apparently cannot be i do not remember what the technical term is but it can't be used against you. right it cannot be used against you well that's good because like we have to also get it out of our minds that sexual predators are like these strangers in the bushes that once they assault you they run away and you never have to face them again like way more than the that majority like, of the time you have to deal with them on a day-to-day basis well or like literally their, statistics show that yeah they're like your lab partner or your boss the problem is that like the neighbor the stories like, in popular culture don't tell you that exactly and when when you aren't a stranger to the person that assaulted you then you're not the perfect victim so then they don't see you as a victim at well all. that's the thing if once there is prior contact mm-hmm. and a prior relationship 
that's when the victim is no longer perfect. You're right. Yeah. And it goes, again, through the protection of women. Yeah. We want to protect women when there is some uncertain, unknown threat, mm-hmm. right? Then we're all like, oh, yeah, let's protect them. Yeah. Let's, this guy's awful. Let's send them off. If they're lured, yeah. if there is some sort of previous contact with this person. If at one point they were charmed by that yeah. person. Yeah. Like you very well could be by a Bill Cosby or a Giango Meshi. That's their job. Yeah, exactly. You know, it kind of comes with show business. Well, and it's nice when celebrities talk to you. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if Giango Meshi had tried to talk to me in a bar, I would be all up on his shit. I would, would have been. Would have been. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. But, like, like at, before all of this, like, yeah. for sure I would have, like, wanted to go out with Giango Meshi. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it becomes, um, I, I really do think it becomes a question of, well, it's obvious we don't trust women. Yeah. We don't trust the word of a woman above the man unless the man is a, a man of color and the woman is white. Yeah. Then we then we believe women. Yeah. Although, I mean, I guess the Bill well, Cosby Well, except for case. Bill Cosby, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's only because Bill Cosby is a famous black man and he yeah. was made famous for being an, oh. un, an unthreatening black exactly. man. Exactly. So that's how it plays into the... Aaron, you, this is what I want to ask you. You posted something this week on why do we care about race more than gender or something? Yeah. Did you read it? Did I read it? Yeah, did did should we just not talk about it? Oh, what did it say? I'll find it. Fuck. You can <laughs> But I thought I thought that that was a good way to clear up that question is that there it's not that we care about race more than gender. I think that's a misnomer that a lot of white feminists like to put out there. Hmm. I think that I think that the attention to race is greater because it's been more vocal because black men have been getting killed. Rest in peace, Philando Castile. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the fact that we don't see the same reciprocity when it comes to, to race from those who fight gender is also part of it too. But I just think that in the last few years, black people have been better at organizing. Yeah. Period. That's why. Yeah. Um, and race is America, North America's original sin, hmm. right? Just like anti-Semitism is in Europe. And so our, and yes, we do have, it's it, like, it's all the same system. Okay time for misogynist of the week now last week i said misogynist of the week is when we pick a misogynist of the week and then use that i mansplained it so (laughs) i'll just let i'll just let the title of the segment speak for itself uh so this week we picked the canada creep which is so gross so basically Jeffrey Robert Williamson uh, was charged on this week with having this Twitter account that had over 17,000 followers. It was called called Canada Creep. It was called Canada Creep. And it was basically him using his phone to like follow women and videotape their 
butts basically and then also try to get a shot of up their skirt so anyway 17,000 followers for this account and uh finally i think it was in calgary they complained there was enough complaints and then the police put out like a notice and they and they found this guy for for him being gross but anyway he Mm -hmm. was charged with uh voyeurism and voyeuristic recordings um so yeah so he's he's gross he wins yeah so this reminds me why is that not sexual harassment because he's not harassing and the women didn't know the women didn't know that they had been filmed and recorded so it's more voyeuristic than harassment because the women, I think, are, are anonymous. Right. Like, it's only from behind. Okay, yeah, got you. Yeah, okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But this, there's no I, contact in it. Like, yeah, there was no... Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so this reminded me of a thing that happened in Ottawa a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, Ottawa. <laughs> um, and it, there was this guy named Luke Howard who would go approach women on the street and record his interaction with yeah, them. Yeah, he was wearing Google glasses. Yeah. So they had, he had like a little... They had like a film thing in them. Yeah, and I think sometimes he also had like a camera on him. Yeah, like some spy shit. Yeah, so he would record him speaking to women, trying to pick them up and talk to them and ask them out. And it turns out he was posting these videos to his YouTube channel and he was a pickup artist who was trying to teach other men how to pick up women or how to talk to women in the daytime i think is what he was calling it yeah basically how to be gross and it just and some like some of the women were calling him out and being like are you recording me in which case he would just like run away yeah um but it started this campaign that bailey and i were involved in called Mm -hmm. cornered in ottawa where we had women talking about how they were felt unsafe on the streets of ottawa because Mm -hmm. men would approach them and be really creepy or wolf like wolf whistle at them yeah um that's why we have resting bitch face yeah exactly well and this is the thing like it's like like men when they when you have these conversations with them they're always like well aren't you flattered like it's just a guy trying to like chat you up or whatever and it's like no it isn't like i think with the canada creep he wasn't what he really got off on was the power of the women not knowing that he was doing this like being the creep was what was like turning him on yeah you know and with luke howard yeah he he wasn't about getting to know the women like he wasn't genuinely interested in them it was a conquest to post online to tell other men how many numbers i got yeah exactly and so the purpose was to humiliate women exactly yeah exactly exactly because have you seen canada creeps guys oh by the way okay let me just (laughs) <laughs> same with luke howard uh, yeah okay there is i've been learning a lot about men recently like <laughs> recently you know you know dude who's like yeah like we talk about gender too <laughs> it's a very political relationship <laughs> um so there are these okay so there are men who are the resume guys? Mm. They're good looking. They have this job. job and that career. <laughs> I like how he's like just a job. Like no, any, no, just I'm like one job. No, I'm like no. They have to have a career. All. Right, right. Okay. okay, like a lawyer. Like yes. Okay, and they have to be able to provide on paper a certain lifestyle. Right, mm-hmm. that's part of it, of them being the resume guy. Right. 
And then they, I don't know, have to come from the right family, have the right influence, yada, 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 mm-hmm, yada, yada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, these aren't necessarily the guys that we're talking about who are voyeurs. It just seems to me like they're a bunch of dudes who, like, never got the girl they liked or something, and they're now bitter and want to humiliate women and bring them down to size. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the the kid in, what was the shooting in, in California, like, three years yeah, ago? Yeah. Uh, like, somebody didn't fuck him, and all of a sudden it's, yeah. it's a problem for society? Yeah. I feel like these guys are, like, the same ilk. Well, that's yeah. kind of like what the pickup artists do. It's a lot of yeah. them who are socially awkward and not comfortable in social situations and don't know how to talk to women. So who, why is that anybody's fault but their own? Well, well yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I should say like those resume guys can be misogynists too. Oh, no, no, no. Just like, I'm not saying that the resume guy, what I'm saying is... a good is, guy. No, yeah. no, no. I'm saying that it's this a prototype. Subset. Yeah, yeah. There's a prototype of that guy who gets all the women. Well, and I think right? they and make then it, there's this oh yeah. shit. <laughs> they want to make it everyone Sorry. else's problem because oh okay. I I <laughs> I apparently have equipment problems and now I'm good. Okay. They want to make it everyone else's problem because they have the sense of entitlement. So right. because they deserve women. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. They It's not that they deserve women. There's a special type of woman yeah they they deserve deserve. the woman that they think they want or whatever and then so when she rejects them it becomes society's problem because they get so angry at society well and the cut had this um article that aaron you were talking about today about how most mass murderers also have domestic violence histories you know what else you know what else they also have um they can also have a history of hurting animals yeah 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 but yes, you're, yes, I yeah. retweeted. And it's just this, like, just yeah. this sense of entitlement, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And it's like, if I can't get the woman that I think I deserve, mm-hmm. then... I've been wronged. I've been wronged, not just by her, but by everybody. And so all women are whores who need to just be treated like conquests to get by a pickup artist. Precisely exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. It's just that the resume guys do it differently. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they totally. have the same entitlement. And the, probably the same conquest are, Yes, yes. They're just more socially apt. That's yeah, right. So they don't need to watch YouTube tutorials on how to pick up women. Because, well, the point of the pickup artists is they're selling game. Yeah. They're gaming the guys that they're selling to because they are, they, this is the implicit promise. I'm going to take you, beta male, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make you an alpha. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take you, socially awkward male, and I'm going to make you into a resume guy. Yeah. And that is what, so that, that, it's not, so that that entitlement will be fulfilled. That's what they're selling. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then when it's not, these men feel like. Wronged. Wronged. And, and of course, if you're, if you're the person providing the service, you could always say, well, she's a bitch. What do you expect? But the thing is like when men, like if you're a man and you're listening to this and you're going to go to a pickup artist, which I doubt this is, that is not our, that is not our target market. You are probably (laughs) not listening to this, but like women can tell when you're not being real. So if you're like going through steps that you learned from a YouTube tutorial, I'm going to see through that pretty fucking quickly. I will qualify that and say women who are worth your time Mm. can see through that. That's right. 
Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. Look okay. at you. Because obviously there are women who fall for this shit all the time. Look, right. there's stupid Have bitches everywhere. Have you seen everywhere. those <laughs> women on The Bachelorette? Yes. The Bachelor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Well, and those, there, are, yeah. there are also women who will give it the time of day not because they're falling for it, but because they want to be nice. Because we're told yeah. our whole lives we have right? to be nice, right? Fuck politeness. Exactly. So, like, if a dude is going to talk to me at the bus stop, like, depending on how many people are around, depending on how safe I feel, depending on, you know, how friendly I feel that day, I might give him the time of day because, you know, fuck, I just want to be, like, nice or whatever. Like, I don't want to be, like, don't talk to me. You know, although sometimes I do that, too. But you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like then like that doesn't mean that I actually want to talk to you. It just means that I'm in a situation where I feel uncomfortable enough that I have to like smile. So my purpose in apparently life or something (laughs) (laughs) is to is to take that act and turn it into, well, I just feel like it today because I like your pants. Yeah. 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 That's it. Or I don't feel it like it today because I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't need you to know? give you a reason. I don't yeah, need yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to qualify that to you because you are not entitled to my time. Yeah. This is what I hate about about um about women paying for dates. Mm-hmm. It sets up an entitlement for men that are already entitled. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I know, listen, I know some, I've had this argument. Don't pretend like this is my first time thinking about it because I've had this (laughs) argument about women paying for dates. And I will, I will say this. Um, my time's valuable. Mm -hmm. You're not entitled to it. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm not going to pay if you ask me out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Totally. Um, also, a lot of women will tell me, but I think I owe him something. Really? You owe him shit Yeah. All. Well, and that's what sets them up for the entitlement if they pay for the date, right? Is they're like, well, I took you to the keg. Yeah. Like, hashtag yeah. never I'm take sorry. me to the keg. But also, like- <laughs> if you take me to the keg, we're never going out again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're basic AF. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. on top of yeah. that. I'm elitist. Fuck off. Yes. <laughs> Because it's the keg. It's like it's like getting coffee. Oh gosh, I'm going to come say at me for the keg. <laughs> I was about to denigrate a national identity, and I stopped myself. So I'm proud. Okay, okay. I'm proud. That's but but yeah, like this is this is my this is my idea. Like I I feel like okay, you pay for something for me. I don't owe you anything. What's this quid pro quo? What's this keeping score in dating? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Like, I I don't get it. And it's that idea of this quid pro quo in our society, too, that contributes to that, right? Because no, no, no. You want to go out with me? No. Well, and as we date along, if I ask you to do something with me that I really want to do, I'm happy to pay for that date eventually. But I asked you for your time. Okay. If we're in a relationship, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be tight fisted about it. Like I'm not, like I will, I will, I have gone Dutch, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. on like, on like, you know, but I'm already dating serious, like committed relationship with this person then okay yeah. then what then that's just you know give and take right yeah, yeah in a yeah, relationship yeah. yeah then you're sure. just not being like a but this a idea leech. right so yeah. but this idea that women go out and 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 you don't know this guy from a hole in the wall but he owes you owes you something because he paid for coffee yeah 
or he paid for an expensive dinner. Yeah, no. No. No, fuck that No, shit. fuck also, that. Also, I don't agree on going for meals with a stranger as, like, a first date. I only just don't agree with it because it's too much fucking work. I, just... I can see that, yeah. Uh-huh. If it's lunch, I will do a lunch date because it's a com- confined period of time. Yeah, you Same got with the brunch. Hour. Yeah. Dinner. Yeah. No. My first no. date monologue no. is only good for two beers. And then that's it. That's that's all Drinks I can is do. good too. Drinks is drinks is fine. Yeah. But like, yeah, no. Dinner as a first date with a stranger is too much work. Well, I took a chance because I actually didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that on note. On that note. Guys, this has been fun so as always. <laughs> I actually, you know what? Before we end, I do want to say that, guys, it's June, and we just want to wish everyone happy Pride because we haven't yeah. done oh, that yet. Right. Because we're assholes. Pride. Yes, yeah. we are. We're but happy Pride. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like that. Yeah. We're gonna go on a bit of a summer vacation. Yeah, we're gonna take a few weeks off. But you'll get you'll get some bonus pods. We'll, we'll be back in July, mid July. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're going to talk about dating. <laughs> and, and we're going to talk about Canada 150. Ugh. Yeah. And if you have any other, like, suggestions of topics, you know. At us. Yeah, let us know. Not only that, like, let us know, like, what you think of Canada 150 and what you think of dating. Yeah. And all of that. Like, I, I really like getting um, Facebook input. Yeah. yeah. Because then... You know what people are thinking, right? Yeah. And so you guys, you guys all inform all of us, um, kind of of where the conversation is and where we need to pick it up. So thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. How can you reach us? Yeah. So I guess we'll put out a call on Twitter closer to when we're going to do the recordings for those those other episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we'll collect uh, your thoughts then. But definitely, you can find us on Twitter at Bad and Bitchy. On Instagram at Bad and Bitchy Pod, and on Facebook at Bad and Bitchy Podcast. Also, don't forget that the plus sign, not the word and. Yeah, it's a very yeah. important stylistic thing when you're searching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's our brand. Yes, so. So. it just looks better that way. Totally. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget you can email us at Bad and Pod at Gmail dot com. Okay. Did I say the Instagram name wrong? No. no. You said bad and bitchy pod. Yeah, you did. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, also one reason for following us is when we're off, you still get content. Yeah. And we still talk about really important issues. And Eric is going to keep t- live tweeting The Bachelorette. Yes. Yeah. And Aaron will keep me on my toes. And I keep <laughs> reminding her when it is. <laughs> I know. It's eight or nine. I can't remember. Exactly. I'm like, this is two-hour bachelorettes, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Why is this? I know, it's two hours. It's a real time commitment. It's like, like a movie. Like, every episode is two hours? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Shut up! Oh my god. <laughs> Apparently we're only live-tweeting half of the bachelorette. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let it not be said that I did not fulfill commitments. So I will be live tweeting The Bachelorette every Monday at 8. Because apparently it's 8 to 10. We're going to tattoo it on air. I know. (laughs) Bailey's going to be like, ding, ding, ding. Uh, And uh, I guess we'll uh, talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Don't forget to rate us and subscribe. On iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Bad and bullshit.